1: oh thank you thank you well well come on come on come on now come on well well thank you no I ain't all that but hey i love it oh. <laughs> what's going on boy well, these effects are something else wow these effects are something else hey what's going on body of christ this is Joseph Brownlee from the Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee from the Body of Christ Real Talk. How y'all doing today? This is another episode that I'll be talking real talk about the lives of the body of Christ and the things in our lives as far as topics, subjects, you know, different, you know, topics, subjects, you know, conversations, lifestyle, or whatever. And this is what this show is going to be about today. Okay, before I start and everything, i just like to just give everybody uh, a pre-warning about I'm doing this outside. I try to remind everybody that I do do it outside. And uh, so you might hear some wind blowing. You might hear birds chirping, which I like and everything. You might hear cars coming by. or oh, even little kids. Especially if this time. It's now 1245 now. Chicago time. Okay, you know. So, you know, I just want to warn everybody for that. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, about that. All right. Wow. I want to talk about a subject that I, you know, it's kind of a piggyback of what I talked about the other day, about uh, the difference between liberals and conservatives, liberals and conservatives. And I also got to talk a little about a Democratic and Republican, but it's about liberals and conservatives. OK, so what I want to do now is uh, put a focus on. Piggyback was something that uh, uh probably uh a lot of people have not heard of or they have heard of, but they just ignored, especially the, the church today, especially the black church. So basically I'm going to be mostly talking about talking to the black church about black slave ownership. Okay, I'm gonna say that again if it's shocking. Black slave ownership. And what I'm going to do in this, I'm going to try to keep this at least about 15 to 20 minutes, but I just want to read a short excerpt. What I'm going to do, though, I'm going to talk about black slave ownership in this uh, in this segment, then I'm going to get into white lynching, and then I'm going to get into some uh, some other things, you know, pertaining to slavery, and this is some history. But what I'm going to be reading is quotes from historians, okay? This is not my ideas, this is not my opinion, but this is actually readings, readings from historians. And my focus, my my audience, I'm looking for is the church, the Black Church, you know, or you know, Black people in general, because we, 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 we don't dig into the other side of the history too much. We just believe that what was taught to us. Who that song is coming out? But I like it. <laughs> we, we just, we just believe in what we heard and different things like that. So you know, I just want to get into some articles that is going to show proof by certain historians that there was black ownerships back in the 1800s, maybe even the 1700s, okay? So that's what I'm going to do right now. So I just want you guys to get prepared for this because the few segments and the next few segments I'm going to be having on Body of Christ Real Talk is going to be some encouraging but deep segments. And I just, you know, I'm doing this because I want to get some history learning out there because mostly the black church, like I was saying the other day, always voted democratic and they still have a kind of a slave mentality and I know don't like, they don't like to hear that and if you're listening to me, I don't mean no harm about that, but you know, sometimes we just gotta, you know, wonder and look into some history and just see the other side and then it get some of us out of that victim mentality, you know, that we always follow for years and years and always been a big lump and a big burden on our back. I was watching this movie the other day called The Pilgrim's Promise, and he picked up this book and started reading it, but that book, he had to do what that book said and had to follow a certain trail, if you all you guys ever, you ladies ever follow the story of The Pilgrim's Progress, and a big burden stopped growing on his back. The more he didn't succeed, the more he didn't push the, uh, to, uh, to his finish line that he was told to do in that book. That big burden was going bigger and bigger on his back, okay? But that's not what I'm talking about. But sometimes we got a burden, and we got a something on our back so big and we don't have to have it there because we don't do our research. We need to find, stay in a straight line, like this movie was saying, and just find what's really going on in our history, my background. So my my audience, my focus is mostly on the body of Christ and mostly on the black church. I'm just gonna be straight up, you know. Not saying the Caucasians or any other race can't listen to this. No, it's for everybody. My podcast is open to everybody. But I also want to say, if you have issues with this, I know a lot of people don't like getting into this. A lot of people are stuck in their traditions, man. They're stuck in their religions. And they go, no matter if the truth just came in their face and said, hello, they will not listen. They will not want to if, if, if you're one of those, I'd rather you just turn off my podcast and don't listen. Because some of the things might offend you, even though it's truth. You know, some people can want. They say they want the truth, but they don't want the truth. They want the. They want the. Other, they want the other side of the truth. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, uh, for time constraints, I'm going to be reading a few articles by historians. You know, black and white historians. And I'm going to be reading a few articles. Okay. And my subject today is going to be about black slave owners. Are there? Were there black slave owners? Okay. So according to these articles, I'm going to read it. And what I want you to do, I want you to listen to it, because I'm going to go real slow. And you come up with your own conclusion, you know, what you believe. You come up with your own conclusion. But this is historians. I love researchers. I love true historians that do their research for the other side, if you understand what i you know. Because there's always one side started, taught in school, from elementary to high school, all the way to college. And you know what they teach. You know, and it's, it's rough what they teach in elementary school now. But y'all know high school and the college don't teach this. You know, because their agenda is to keep the black man and the minority in the the victim mentality, especially the black man here in the United States, okay? So, what I want to get out here, and I told you this is real talk, you know, know, this is real talk. So, what I'm going to be reading is an article about slave owners, okay? And then I'm going to let it go from there. Then I'm just try to cut it in pieces. I'm going to try not to keep it too long, but I'm going to cut it in pieces. I don't want to lose anyone's interest, okay? So I'm going to try to keep it 15, 20 minutes long because I don't want to lose anyone's interest. I really want y'all to get this in and suck it in, and I'm going to just go slow so you can get what I'm reading. But I want you to also understand I'm quoting from authors. I'm quoting from historians. Of what they're saying about a certain subject when it comes to black slave owners and this subject. And do I agree with them? Yes, I do. Because I kind of look into it myself and everything. But what I want you to do is come to your own conclusion and just go from there. You know, you could dislike, you can like or whatever. It doesn't matter, but at least you get to hear, at least open up an ear and just hear the other side of slave owners besides just white slave owners. I'm going to get into that and everything. I'm not excluding that there was evil white slave owners. No, cause it, because it was. But I just want to enlighten you that there was black slave owners as well, and all of them wasn't goody-goody, and most of them was evil as well. So you have an even keel of your history and stop just listening to these different teachings and or different sy- systemic racism things, whatever like that. I got into racism the other day trying to give a definition about racism. This is about black slave owners. Are there black slave owners or were there black slave owners? Okay. So to keep this time short, like I said, I, I'm going to try to stay to my words. I know I can't. Sometimes I get into it and I start going over, but I'm going to try to keep your attention span focused. Okay. So here I go. Black slave owners. Okay. William Ellison. Okay. Listen to this name. Now this, this person's name is William Ellison. Ellison. I'm sorry. E-L-L-I-S-O-N. I'm going to go slow for the ones that just can't follow along with me. And I'm going to be quoting and you know, I'm going to be reading what they're saying. Now, my, my speech is not real eloquent, so I might, you know, stumble over my tongue sometimes, But just bear with me. I will go slow, even to help myself. So, this is a story about a slave owner called William Ellison. Now, I think you all, I don't know, write that name down, William Ellison, because he was a slave owner. One of the many slave owners. So, I'm going by quote. William Ellison he was a very wealthy black plantation owner and cotton gin manufacturer who lived in South Carolina according to the 1860 census. He owned 63 black slaves. Okay, listen to this. William Ellison, this William Ellison owned 63 black slaves, making him the largest of the 171 black slaveholders, I'm sorry, and South Carolina. Now, this is South Carolina. He had slaves, black slaves. Put emphasis on black slaves. 63 of them. According to the 171 black slave holders that was in South Carolina in 1860. Now, that's a lot, okay? So, that tells you that the answer to the question right there. Were there any black slave owners? Yes. Will Ellison, you know, was one of them, okay? So, it was black slave, uh, slave owners. This is in South Carolina. He owned 63 of them, according to and a total of 171 black slave owners in South Carolina. Okay. Continuum. in 1830 there were 3,000. Listen to these numbers, folks. There was 3,775 free black people who owned 12,740 black slaves. Okay. Let me quote. Let me say that again. End quote. In 1830 there were 3,775 free black people who owned 12,740 black slaves. There were approximately 319,599 free blacks in the United States. Now, I'm sure a lot of you didn't even know that you know it was surprising to me when i read it It was a lot of free, uh, free black slaves most of the slavery and the slavery was mostly in the south it wasn't that much in the north you know it was it was some some racism but most of the racism and all uh, the house burning and the lynches mostly happened in the south to blacks okay and i'm gonna get get into that okay later on all right Ooh, these ants are crazy all right uh, there were approximately, approximately 319 599 free blacks in the United States in 1830. Approximately 13.7% of the total black black population was free. Okay, A significant number of these free blacks were owners of slaves. The census of 1830 the census of 1830 lists 3,777 775 excuse me, free Negroes who owned a total of 12,000 listen to this, 12,000 760 slaves so that cuts the stigma that 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 cuts to the chase was their black slave owners but you never really hear about that in history and you probably won't especially history of the day They just talk about white slave owners or spanish slave owners or whatever etc but being in america america's always based on white and black you know america looks at things white and black so you know and, uh, you don't hear that much about black slave owners, but they were, some treated well, some of these treated some of these slaves well, but some a lot of them treated the black slaves very evil, very bad, just as bad as the uh, the Caucasian uh, or the Anglo white or whatever you want to call them. Okay, all right, continue. Black slaves were allowed to hold jobs. Now, I want you to pay a really good attention to this because this is profound. Black slaves were allowed to hold jobs, own businesses. Own businesses and owned real estate with exceptions. They had exceptions with this. So they was allowed in a certain time, I think in the 1700s, to own those businesses around because it was a census or it was a certain code that gave them their privilege, okay? And business and owned real estate with the exceptions around after 1750, like I said. After the slave Codes were subsiding after they were subsiding, you know, that the law was going, the, the code was subsiding under those slaves. Under those, After the codes were subsiding under those slaves, excuse me, I can't get my words out. Slaves had no more legal rights, especially against whites. Now, it was this code helping them to do those certain things. They was able to invest in real estate, invest in businesses and uh, different things like that, all that jazz. And even was able to get a job, you know, back then. But after the cold start society, it started being a separation between the whites and the blacks, according to the 1700s. You know, it started being a certain separation. OK, so I want I want to get into that. That was very interesting in everything because it's always a transition. Whatever is going on is always a transition that started back in slavery or any type of history. So you got to dispensationally look at the history and you got to just understand what was going on, what started all this. OK, all right, let's go over now. I want to read a quote from. A book called The Book of African-American Voices. And the author is Stephen Mintz. The Book of American voices, African-American Voices by Stephen Mintz. And he's going to be getting, this book is very deep. It's about black-on-black black slavery. Now, I'm going to read something, then I'm going to give a, a, a comment on it. He's quoting. Brutal black-on-black black <laughs> slavery was common in Africa for thousands of years. So, black-on-black black, uh, crime crime, and black-on-black black slavery is nothing new, you know. He's talking about black-on-black black slavery, you know, so that was nothing new and everything. So, if it was black-on-black black slavery, it was black-on-black black crime, so that was nothing new. That was going on in Africa for over a thousand years ago. So, that might be a surprise to everyone, but it was going on then, so that's nothing new today. Well, in the sense that the phenomenon of human beings enslaving other human beings goes back thousands of years, but not just among blacks and not just in Africa. That means slavery and uh, many races or many ethnicity groups was just enslaving each other for many years. I also have slave owners of different countries for thousands of years. So this is all this is nothing new. This is not just secluded. In a nutshell, to black and white or slavery in America, like most Americans like to think it is, or they was just taught that it is, okay? Whatever. Okay, now let's keep going. Mexico and Peru combined and com- imported more slaves than the United States over the course of more than 350 years. Wow, Mexico and Peru have more slaves in the United States in more than 350 years. Of the 11.2 million slaves imported from Africa, in the slave trade, only four percent of them, or the total of their four percent was four hundred and fifty thousand arriving in the United States. The other ninety-six percent mostly went to Latin America, including Portuguese and the French colonies in America. Okay. According to Black and Latin America, a book by Henry Gates Jr., Henry Lewis Gates Jr., a full one-third of slaves landed in Brazil and 60 to 70% landed in either Brazil or the Caribbean. Okay, this is easy to see when one visits the Caribbeans as on most islands and populations. Okay, I wouldn't know too much about that, but according to that, I have some type of knowledge on that because my wife is from Colombia and she said a majority of her the city of Colombia where she lives in, you know, is, is blacks, you know, that migrated over there. It's blacks and everything. So she said most of blacks that lives in Cali, Colombia. You know, you have a lot of Colombians that lives in Cali, Medellin, you know, and uh other parts of, uh, you know, that, you know uh, Medellin, Bogota, Colombia, but in her, her, her where she lives in the Cali is mostly predominantly black, and they known as being black there, Colombian, so I have some type of knowledge on that one, but I haven't been there myself to prove it, okay, I just get it from Word of Knowledge, from our fiancée, Princess Nemo, program. okay, back to the quoting in the reading by uh, Henry Louis Gates, another author, this is not meant no more, this is Henry Louis Gates. I'm reading quotes. This is not from Joe. Fewer slaves died in the USA, then in Latin America. And the fuel slaves died in the USA, the United States, then in Latin America and the Caribbean. From the Gilda, this is a, a quote from the Gilda Lehman Institute of American History. Okay? All right. Continuing. Like I said, I'm trying to get through this because I'm trying to throw something out there and give a hair start on this series that's going to be going through. Just going to give you some knowledge on you no, know, not only black on black slavery, but you know, and I'm putting an emphasis on black because it's always about white slavery. I want to talk about other nations enslaving their own, and mainly black people enslaving their own. OK? So here it is. This is a finishing up. The Spanish and Portuguese colonies mixed with slaves making the black population not as visible as it is today in the USA. These ethically blended populations have helped in making the history of the practice less visible. No an Anglo white American or Caucasian where population did not mix, continuing from the Lerman Institute. Okay, in other words, you know, uh, that's always been racism. But it's not well known in the other countries because they always mix together and everything. Like I said, the America always black and white. In other countries, they had racism and everything like that, but they mixed. They had different races. They had different skin colors and stuff like that, but it was still racism. But in America, mostly emphasis is on black and white, So it's more noticed in the United States, and it's planned that way, you know, by certain people, okay? The American South, in in contrast, adopted a two-category system of race in which, listen to this, any person with a black mother was automatically considered to be black. Let me read that again. The American South, in contrast, adopted a two-category system of race in which any person with a black mother was automatically considered to be black. So there were were far more higher numbers of slaves in modern-day Latin America than anybody would believe. In other words, let me see if I'm getting this right. Okay. What this person is saying and everything is uh, even in those countries... You can have a relationship uh, with the black woman, even though you might be from Latin America or another country or something like that. But according to them, they say, even because the woman is black, you know, the child was considered black, even though they, their parents might be at the other side, the parents might be another race or whatever. But the child was considered black. Now, that's almost, that's mean, hmm, something about that, because you look at America and everything, they, if you have a mixed race, a black, married to any other race okay any other race they always call the child black on paper you know you got the tiger woods you got the barack obama you got these other you know uh people that's really mixed with races and they're mixed they look they're mixed but according to their papers they always be called black you know you know what's up with that you know, they just ignore the other races, but we supposed to be the free country. We, we're not supposed to discriminate, but we discriminate all the time here. The ones that say that there's discrimination and systemic racism discriminate themselves because they always put the name tag as a person being black and ignore the other race, even though the child has a mixed parents. And they, they want to, know, not all of them, but the majority of them always just put emphasis on that person being black because America is divided by white and black purposely. Okay. All right. Uh, automatically sit and pee back. So there were far higher numbers of slaves in modern-day Latin America than anybody will believe unless study the numbers. Yet this issue isn't as visible because of a long history of racial mixing in this part of the world. Like I'm saying, a lot of racial mixing, man. And there was a lot of racism there, but it wasn't wide open. They kept it under. It wasn't wide open like black and white here in America, you know. Okay, there is another class of colored people who make the business of keeping the troubles. All right. I'm going to read something here. I got ahead of myself. Okay? Then I'm going I'm to stop there. I'm going to make this. And the reason I'm doing it, I want to give you, let you know, uh, people, black people, there was black slaves out there. A lot of them was very mean. And there was a, was a lot of samples out there. But I'm just talking about black owners that had slaves. Some of them was good to their slaves. And some of them was very evil, just as bad as the whites. So it wasn't all whites. So it was a mixture of a lot of black slaves. Like I just read the numbers. You can't deny the numbers. Okay? All right. All right, I'm going to read something, and uh, I'm going to give a comment on that, but I'm, I'm not going to give you the author or the person that was quoting this, you know, if you hear that noise, that's somebody throwing something in a the, in the can there, you know, whatever he's doing, I don't know, been doing it all day, but, uh, you know, and I'm going to read something that is very profound. And what's going on today, Then you know, I'm going to explain it Why well, I just can agree with this. And this is was it was going back, back then. And he, this person know oh, what was being set up. And this is, it is happening today. OK, so let me read this quote. And I want you all to just take your time listening to it. And then I'm going to give a comment on it. All right. This is what the person was quoting, a very well-known person, a black man. There is another class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles and wrongs Hardships of the Negro race before the public. Hmm, sounds familiar to you all? All right, let me read that again. There is another class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles and wrongs and hardships of the Negro race before the public. Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles, they have grown into the settled habit of advertising their wrongs, partly. Because they want sympathy, and partly because it pays. Now you hear that? I call them pimps. You got black organizations out there, you know, mainly Democrats, and I'm just gonna be real, mainly uh, a liberal movement, liberal Democrats, you know, that's out there. And uh, you have a few Republicans, don't? Yeah, you have, but mostly it's from liberal, far left, real liberal Democrats, black people. That pimps, victimization, that 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 uh, pimp. The system of blacks being in slavery. Why? Because it keeps them with a job, and makes them look popular, it makes them look helpful, and it keeps the blacks in grievance. They must keep the, in order for them to make some money, they gotta keep the, uh, the blacks in victimhood. That's what I call pimping. They pimp the system to keep blacks in victimhood because they get paid very well. You know, let me continue this. All right. Okay. They are able to make a living out of their troubles. They have grown into it to the settled habit of advertising their wrongs partly because they want sympathy and partly because it pays some of these people do not want the negro to lose his grievances wow listen to this some of the people do not want the negro the black man to lose his grievances i like to say to lose his victimhood to lose his victim mentality you know some of them don't want them to lose it because it is their lose of their jobs they lose the money that's coming in their pockets okay my opinion they want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. Okay, this is what this person. Is. He lived, he lived through it, he's seen it. I'ma tell you who he is after a while. I'm afraid that there is a certain class of race problem solvers, I call them pimps, who don't want the patient, which is a negro, the black man, black woman, to get well because as long as the disease holds out, they have not only they not only have an easy means of making a living. But also an easy medium or means through which to make themselves prominent before the public. Okay, that's going on today, folks. That's going on today. You know, I'm going to name some names. You go with the the Reverend Al Sharpton, the Jesse Jacksons, and there's some more. And the reason I call out those two because they lay they, there like the forefathers. They like the, uh, the 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 head pimps that pimp the system about victimhood. You know and i'm gonna say something here and i know they do it purposely this is just evident with me and a lot of others that you know you notice when a lot of crime all this black on black crime blacks killing each other murdering each other kids getting killed and all this stuff uh and i'm not saying all oh, you never very suddenly see uh jesse jackson or al Sharpton and all these other so-called superhero black heroes these pimps i call them you know in the neighborhoods Marching the neighborhoods. But the minute a, a white cop kill a black man, you know, whether he done it on purpose or one he done it by mistake, or a white man, you know, murder a black person, here come the pimps. That's planned. They do that purposely. You know, they do it cold-blooded purposely now. You don't see them come to neighborhoods most of the time on black-on-black. On black. Now, I'm not talking about the real ones. You got a lot of people got a lot of heart for black people. And, they, and, they want, and they're not so much racist like these jokers. You know, well, I'm sorry, you can't call a black person racist because we're the victims. Uh, we're the victims. You know, you can't call us racist, man. Don't come with me with that. You know, you hate monkers, man. If you hate another race, but you smile on their face, and some of these jokers that shop you, you took a lot of money from a lot of white people you know, for his, and he took a lot of dotations, hugged with him, and walked around with him, and all that stuff, man, but he's a player, they have an agenda, man, it's, it's to keep money in their pockets, you know, but I'm not going to dwell on those guys, those pimps, you know, those fake pimps, you know? and also there are many pimps that's out there now, you know, that's a race bait, I call it race bait, so this person was talking about that, you know, uh, he said disease hoes out there have not only an easy means of making a living, but also an easy medium through which to make themselves prominent before the public. Okay. Now, who wrote this? The writer was Booker T. Washington. That was the writer. Booker T. Washington wrote this. So he, he that was going on back then, you know, while, while he was doing this thing. And he's seen it. So it's prevalent today. It's wide open today. They're doing the same thing today. So if he knew it was going back then and he knew it was, you know, don't try to sugarcoat it like it's not going on today. They don't care too much about their own race. They're just out for the money. They're out for the paper. They're out for the show. You know, you got these all these different groups. You got the Black Lives Matters, BLM, that fooled a lot of people and everything, man. When they first started, I thought they really meant something. But I just found out, digging up, man, they're they into spiritualism, they're into all kind of stuff, man. they into Marxism and everything. Some of their teachers are Marxism. I'm being real. This is real talk. And even one of the founders who just found out she brought a mansion, man. You know, she brought a big old giant mansion that worth millions and millions of dollars and everything. A lot of them becoming wealthy, man. But they ain't done nothing for the black neighborhoods. They built their own utopia of Marxism, man. They're anti-Christ. They're anti-police. They're the ones funding all this stuff, man. And you wonder why all these white people always marching with these black people you see majority of white people marching in the blm thing because they're far leftist man it's not about black people it's about the agenda it's about taking down you know certain uh god first of all the uh the, the modern and uh the morals of god more than it is taking down america man you know so hey that's what they, that's what's going on but i'm not going to rant on that i just wanted you guys to just hear this and open your minds and open your eyes to what's really going on. Okay, I'm a I'm a close now, but I want to let you know yes that there was black slavery. You know, many many black slaves and everything. And on my next podcast, I'm going to get into was there ever white lynchers? Were white people ever lynched being lynched? And I'm gonna get some I'm gonna read some articles on that, and then I'll prove to you that there were. You know, so but I'm not going to talk about that now because of time constraints. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoy this and everything, and what I want to just say right now, just say, if you are listening to this podcast, I'm not here to persuade you or dissuade you anyway. I just wanted you to hear the other side of history, what they don't show in schools and what they didn't even teach us too much in schools, or we just didn't want to stay in school enough to even hear it like myself, <laughs> like myself, but it's never too late you know the search history I want you to get you to have a mindset so you can stop being a follower so you start researching you don't have to follow the majority because the majority like I always say the majority of the time the majority it's not in the truth. Let me say that again. The majority of the time, the majority class, is not in the truth. You know, that didn't even happen biblically and everything. So, God's used great giants with, with the minority of the people. And, you know, he didn't have a big army when he took down certain Gentile nations. You know, it was always a, the minority of the people that he used. So, it's no different today. We just got to get out there and just, you know, black people, you know, just want to talk to today. The black church, the body of Christ and everything. You're going out there voting, you in these You're doing a lot of good things, but you're just voting and you listening to things. You're putting people down because you don't like their character and everything like that. Start doing your research. Start looking at policies over a person's character or a person's attitude. Start looking at their policies. You ain't got to like them. You ain't got to lay with them. You ain't got to do none of that. But just start looking at policies, policies before you just sit up there. Stop looking at a label like a Democrat or Republican. You look at what they stand for. And if you agree what the liberals stand for, then you vote. But you, if you agree with the conservative stand for, you know, far as that, then you vote on this side. But you guys do not vote that way. You vote Democratic, regardless of who this person is. You more uh, into the label of a Democratic Party or Republican Party than the Word of God or what God has to say about anything. You know, I might sound mean, but I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that. I'm just being real with it, because a lot of these things, I thought the same way, I never was into voting a lot anyway, but I, you know, I always just say, man, what's up there, man, this side is racist, and this side is, you know, always trying to help the poor, but I'm finding out, man, it's, it was not like that, you know, because i done my research, I wanted to find the truth, and the truth made me free, okay? So, I'm going to end with that. I'm going to get into something else later on in another podcast. And I'm going to shoot off these podcasts probably about every two days, or every week. Not a lot because I don't want to overwhelm anybody. And here comes the win again. And I guess that's giving me a hit. to time to stop. <laughs> and I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but I want you all to just. Listen to what I said, go over it over and over again. Look up your people names that I uh you know that I mentioned and everything, and find out for yourself. Search for yourself, just like you need to search the scriptures for yourself. Don't just listen to me, search it for yourselves, okay? So I love you all, and I hope you uh you got some type of understanding what I was teaching about. You know, that there, there was slave owners. Some of you probably knew. And you know you already know about that. Some of you knew, but just don't care. You just don't care. I know since you even listening, you know, because you, you're not gonna never search anywhere. You call it your traditions, you know. But for the ones that's curiosity seekers and you want to find out the truth, you know, just keep listening to the podcast and research. I read you research yourself. You know, and then when you resell, start your own podcast, start your own radio. Talk to some people. Get out there and let people know. You know, you know I'm not the only one. Get out there and let people know what's going on. Body Christ. Get out of this all this one way thinking and just let people know what you really think. How things are going. That's what heroes start. They, they stay on there stay their ground and, and think what they want to think and just whether they're right or wrong, they believe in what they stand on. It ain't got to be the same or mimicking nobody else. Okay. Okay, enough of the rabbit right now, the babbling and all that. I love you guys. You know, I hope you enjoyed this segment of Black Slave Owners, you know, and uh, I wanted to give you some knowledge on that and use it and just spread it out, you know, but research yourself. I don't just take my word for it, you know, and the truth shall make you free. All right. God bless you all. Grace and peace out. Love you all. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.
0: holiday.